Hey everybody, in this edition of God Talking Sports, we're going to get into Deshaun Watson updated uh, case. Um, now it's 11 games, $5 million fine and some mandatory therapy. We're going to get into um, college football in regards to the Big Ten signing a $7 billion contract. I want to borrow maybe like $100 million. And then um, we're going to get into LeBron, I mean, Bronny James. Uh, was it duck good? Not good? And what is it going to be like to against the NBA? All that, a little bit more on this week's guys talking sports. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. And we are back at it on another Thursday night. It's me. Big Al, Ace is on assignment, so uh, I know I was out last week and the fellas went on, but I am back and I am raring and I am ready to go. Al, how are you doing this weekend? Yeah, it's, I I was doing okay today, but, you know, with everything that's going on and technical difficulties, um, but we, we are here, so I'm just going to, I'm just ready to get started. I, I hear that. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties to the side. We are going to get at it and get right down to it. There's a lot of stuff going on in sports right now. Um, WNBA playoffs are going on um, as we speak, which I almost forgot about. Um, there's a preseason football game with the Bears and the Seahawks. Right now, I think the Bears are up by like 10 plus points. Um, and there's lots of going on in NFL and the NBA, as well as college football. Let's start off with the breaking news. So Deshaun Watson, who initially got six games of suspension based on the arbitrator's, the independent arbitrator's ruling, um, the NFL opted to, you know, supersede that attack on five games plus $5 million plus um, mandatory counseling. Um, I know not everybody's happy with this, um, but oftentimes when you come to an agreement like this, not everyone gets what they want, but it is what it is. So Al, how do you feel about the, the ruling moving forward? Um, I think overall that, like I said, like you said, everybody doesn't get what they want. Um, I said it before, I'm gonna say it again, that I think that overall the NFL basically did this to quiet the focus. And I think that a lot of people wasn't, I guess, not too happy or thrilled with the initial ruling by the arbitrator. So the NFL had to step in and do what they need to do um, to quiet the noise down. I think that right now, to be honest, I thought that he was going to get it. The way that the NFL was talking, I thought that he was going to play the season as well. Um, but they didn't go for the full season. Uh, I think that this is just probably the middle ground, middle, so to speak, um, of where compromise, I guess. I guess the NFL is hoping that this will compromise the yeah, I'm with you too. I mean, um, like you said, not everyone is happy, but it was a compromise and NFL really wanted to get this off the, the, the front page news, which it had been for the last year and a half. You have a ruling, you have a final, a final judgment per se, and then everyone is happy with it. So now the Sean Watson gets off the front page. You can actually focus on, football and the new rookies and everything that's going on but 
it still leaves a bit of taste in some people's mouth because the NFL wanted to have an independent arbitrator to come in and rule so Roger Goodell wouldn't be judge, jury, and executioner. And then when she gets the first ruling, you don't like it and you supersede it, even though we knew that they knew ahead of time what the ruling was. But they go ahead and just, you know, just say, nah, we don't like that. And granted, and granted, <laughs> It was probably not just a fish penalty. However, the judge ruled on the, you know, gave the judgment and the ruling and the penalties based on what the NFL had in place um, as far as their conduct policies violations. So, like I said, now everyone's happy. It was a bit of a mess um, by the NFL's ruling, by, by the NFL period, and everyone involved, but really NFL, but we have uh, we we have a final we have a final say 11 games i think not everyone is going to be happy but i think most people will be okay with what happened and the five million dollar fine to go to go to boot uh to be honest i'm kind of actually surprised that the nfl kind of stepped in um for the most part because you know with everything that they have done up to this point um it was just you know a lot of people saying that the nfl can't seem to um, which was police themselves in a certain way. Um, so when they gave, when, when the arbitration was like stepped in to be the judge jury, you know, the NFL could have easily just stepped away and washed their hands and say, hey, look, you know, you let the arbitrator rule. They're going to follow the arbitrator's um, ruling. And very frankly, this has been the biggest gripe that you guys had because we've been too lenient or whatever the case may be but now we have the arbitrator come in and quite frankly try to be fair in that ruling. but even though that the arbitrator did their ruling it wasn't enough for everybody everybody wants blood so now we got to step in so in a way i think the nfl is thinking like hey look we tried it to do it the fair the fair way and you guys still complain so I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL started doing this going forward. They're probably going to be like, what's the point of arbitration if you guys are not going to accept the arbitration's judgment? And that's my whole thing. Um, my biggest thing was we all knew what Sean Watson did. He had 24 cases over his head. And if you, you know, look at the New York Times, you know, report, it was close to 66. So that was bad enough. So, um, yeah, you opted for an independent arbitrator, but your rules didn't cover for a situation like this, pretty much. And so once you get the independent arbitrator, the first case they get is something that you can't <laughs> that you didn't account for. So now you have to go in and say, well, no, 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 no. We we wanted you, but we think that something like this warrants 11 and really a season suspension what they really wanted but they but you know they came to even even agreement but the judge is like well based on the current rules at this time and based on the fact that two grand juries didn't convict them so he's not criminally convicted it's just a civil issue this is what i can give based on your your rules and, and what you stipulate and she basically said he did a whole lot, and I'd like to give him more, but I can't based on the rule. And she took emotion 
out of it and based on the facts and gave the ruling. NFL said, no, we're going to put a motion into it, which was warranted to a certain degree and said, we're going to give 11 games. They wanted the whole season, but they came to 11 games. But the independent you know, arbitrator can't agree, couldn't do that because your rules didn't stipulate 11 games or a $5 million fine based on that because you had nothing in your rules to stipulate that if somebody does something to that degree, you get, you know, A doesn't make B. So I agree with you. It's like, they just basically said, well, we don't like it. So we're going to do this. But it's like your first, the first time out, and this is what you get. That's yeah. why I said, everybody looks bad because Deshaun Watson looks bad. NFL looks bad. Everyone looks, the only person that doesn't, in my opinion, look bad is the, is the independent arbitrator because she made a ruling without emotion based on the facts and based on the guidelines with the NFL presented her. Yeah, it, it, it's unfortunate because I, I'm, I'm very interested to see if they're, if they're going to continue to go down this process. Um, because right now, this first time out, like you said, it's been an epic step. Um, so the question is now, is how are they going to respond when something like this, um, you know, something like this happens again and they have to go through the arbitration or if they're going to go through the arbitration? I'm just going to be interested to see what they're going to do because I don't think the fans or whoever, whoever the case may be, um, nothing's going to be to a point where everybody's going to be satisfied. So the question is going to be now, how do you respond and how do you handle it? And how do you accept whatever ramifications come from it? And that's going to be a job that the NFL needs to stay firm or at least be held accountable. What it is and how they Yeah, and I think from Deshaun Watson's standpoint, or at least his representation standpoint, they didn't want a whole season. Um, they didn't get a whole season; they got eleven games. Um, I'm just really surprised from the from the outrage and from from all the stuff that Roger Goodell was saying. He was looking for a full season, but they probably were. My guess is Deshaun Watson repetition said, we don't want a full season, but if you get a full season, we ain't paying no fine. NFL said, well, you got to do a full season to pay a fine. So they probably brought in the middle, but like, okay, we'll give almost a full season, but you got to pay a fine. And at least now, you know, he doesn't have a full season. He can afford it. <laughs> His $230 million guaranteed contract means he can afford the fine and whatever he has to pay. And I'm pretty sure he has to pay pretty penny for all those civil suits because he settled 24 civil suits. I believe the last four probably asked for a whole lot more. But let's say the civil suits cost $50 million. He still had out of $230 million. He's still okay. <laughs> Even if you take $5 million and chuck it off of that, He's money wise, he's still okay. Yep. If he's be smart, he'll stay low to the ground. Yeah. And 
Like I said, the NFL doesn't like bad headlines. They wanted this out of the way before the season started. They got it out of the way, and now they can focus on football, football, football. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, it's going to be, it, it's going to be interesting. Now that they know exactly what they are getting. And the punishment of the strong lots question is what are they going to do for those Yeah. It's gonna be interesting because I don't see them like really I don't know if they're okay with the backup QB for like unless they consider it Well, you know, it was on a full season, so my guess is I know Adrian wants to see Jimmy G going at whatever. He wants going. He, he wants him going. He wants him out of there. He wants, he wants him, him out of there. That's really yeah. what it was. And he's banking on the fact that they'll be at uh, he'll be at Cleveland. He may be, he may not be. I don't think he is, but I want to tell Adrian this. They're going to go with Jacoby Brissett. I think this year, Cleveland is looking at this, even though they got a good roster, a very good roster. They're going to go with Jacoby Brissett, but I think they're going to take this season as a 50-50 wash. Their mindset is going to be on next year because they're not going to, they know they're not going to get Deshaun Watson until game 11. 90% of your season is going. Jacoby Brissett might get you to five and six or six and five. And maybe Deshaun Watson can get you to the playoffs, but not over the hump. They're not looking to 2022. They're looking at 2023 because that's when the money really kicks in. A million dollars this year, they're not looking at 2022, 2023. They're looking at 2023, 2024. I mean, 2023, 2024. So I think they're going to ride out with Jacoby Brissett for 11 games. Adrian, you're not here tonight. <laughs> Jimmy G is probably still going to be 49ers for the for the for the foreseeable future. I would not be surprised if Jimmy And they're going to have to pay him. And I mean Adrian's going to have to be pissed. And like I told him, Trey Songs better be the next coming of uh Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Like the first couple of games is going to be telling. That's for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. So I say keep them just in case Trey Songs have a little hiccup. But my guess is they hitched the horse to um um to Trey. So we'll see. Yep. So we're from NFL. We're going to go right to the um next thing. College football. So <laughs> I can't even believe this myself because the Big East, along with, let me guess, not ESPN because they dropped out. So you have CBS, you have Fox, you have NBC, you have the Peacock Network streaming. Am I missing anybody? $7 billion over the next seven years, starting from 2023, 
2024. That's literally a billion dollars a year to run Big Ten games. Now, I get it because you're going to get USC and UCLA in the Big Ten literally right when that new contract starts. So I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. That's a lot of money. So they're saying that there's about 80 to 100 million dollars that could be broken up and siphoned off to about 12 to 16, no, 16 teams over, you know, each year, which when you look at it is not a whole lot because you have 16 teams, you know, cutting into the pie. But what do you think about that big deal? And that's a big deal. Seven billion over seven years. I mean, at this particular, it's like NBC, CBS, um, those. These are the type of deals that pretty much solidifies where your conference is going to be. <laughs> like you can't. I mean, the, the way that this is being played out right now, and this is why it's just solidifying the fact that the, the changes that are being made in the NCAA is going to not just happen, but it's going to benefit everyone that's a part of that process. And quite frankly, while it benefits those conferences, I mean, that conference, the Big Ten Conference, I kind of feel bad for all the teams and the media outlets that's getting left behind. You know, ESPN is like, okay, what are we going to do now at this stage? Um, with some of the other conferences, like, this is just, we we want we want to be a we want to be a part of it. We want to be down as well. Um, it is going for it to be the way that it is now. It's just only the tip of the iceberg. I think there's going to be other conferences, big conferences, that is going to have similar deals as well. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I believe that they're going to have these similar type of deals as well, where. It's going to only benefit the major conferences that's going to be a part of the which kind of kind of feel bad for the smaller teams. But frankly, the only team I'm very curious in regards to all of this is Notre Dame. What are they going to do uh, from a college football standpoint? Because if this is going to Big Ten, where are they going to? How are they going to um, handle this situation? Very curious because it's only going to force them to choose the actual conference, out. and whether or not they choose it, it's going to be interesting. But for it to be this big of a deal, I think it's just only the tip of the Yeah, and um, you know, if Adrian was here, he'd probably say, "Screw the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Um. Yeah, but to your last point, I'm more back from your last point. From Notre Dame, um, if they can cut a side deal with NBC to still running games, and they can still make more money with them on a side deal, what they would get if they were to join the Big Ten, because you know you got 16 teams in the Big Ten. If Notre Dame was to go in the Big Ten, they got to bring in somebody else. So that means 16, 18 teams. So that 80 or $100 million pot goes to 18 teams. So the money gets smaller. If I'm Notre Dame, 
I ain't, I ain't running nowhere unless the money that they're going to give you becomes significantly less because of, you know, the Big Ten deal. But for Notre Dame, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go anywhere. If I can cut a side deal, and you know Notre Dame games are always at NBC, and that's the staple. If I can play all of my, all my games, all of my teams, and most importantly, at least be in the BSC championship discussion and get in, why go anywhere? Why join a conference? If I can stay independent and still make 20 mil or 15 mil and keep my bread, I'm making more than what the Big Ten would make or the Ace or the ACC would make. You know, you know, why jump unless for whatever reason the um the college football committee says, unless you are a conference champion, which I thought they should have did all along. Unless you're a conference champion, you can't be part of the BSC playoff playoff game or the playoff bracket. Then, yeah, I don't think Notre Dame is going to really run anybody right now. They can cut a side deal and get more money from them based on what they would get for the Big Ten ACC. I would tell from a football perspective, don't go. But you did bring up an interesting point because, quite frankly, I, I agree with you on that. I mean, to be honest, who's to say that, all right, so the Big Ten, basically, you have that split with CBS, Fox, and NBC. So who's to say that, like, an ABC wouldn't be able to offer them money um, from, like you said, similar to what NBC is doing with them now, um, but they could offer them more money because of the transitioning of Big Ten going to those three, um, I mean, those three media out. So there is a lot of finagling that can be done. I'm very curious to see if other media, yeah, other media outlets like ABC or ESPN would do these type of deals with other college football teams going forward because it could benefit them individually than being in the actual conference. So I think Notre Dame would be something to watch. Um, because I just don't see them being satisfied with NBC. Like you said, especially if NBC is now um, partnering with Big Ten, that money could be less than what it is um, that they have right now going forward. So I can see, I would love to see what other, what becomes of it just off of this Big Ten. Because um, I have a feeling that it's not going to stay the status quo. Yeah, and this big money all in all in um all in college football is the reason why yeah, I won't say it's is the reason, but my opinion is one of the reasons why you have, you know, football players with the NIL transfer portal, because you have so much money. And you telling me that, you know, the the Big Ten is gonna through a contract for $7 billion. And right, and, and as of right now, the, 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 the ADs, the coaches, they don't want them to get that money. All that money is going to them and the colleges. None of that money that they get is going to go to the players. So that's what our players are like. We want NIL because you are guys that are making all this money. And we're the ones out there risking our lives each and every weekend. So my thing is get your money. And so when people talk about, well, it's supposed to be, you know, 
student athletes and that's supposed to get any money. Really? You're making seven billion off? Come on. Really? Give me a break. And you still on the on top of the seven billion, you're making money in your student centers and your college stores selling jerseys, numbers on jerseys, depending on who you're trying to promote. And we see college football every Saturday is not a Notre Dame symbol or whatever, or, or a Michigan symbol. It's a Notre Dame quarterback against a Michigan or Ohio State quarterback. It's not the team. It's a face. Don't sit there and tell me that it's college, you know, college athletes when you're promoting one person, another person in commercials, when it should be the team against the team. So give me a break. You're making $7 billion. And, and this is why you have, to, I'm going off the roads a little bit. This is why you have the NIL basically in, in um, the transfer portal because guys is like, you guys are making billions right now <laughs> millions and we're not seeing nothing and without us you wouldn't get that contract that's correct and that's why to be honest that's one of the reasons why i now believe that the ncaa at this point is allowing all of this to happen um in regards to the nils because quite frankly the ncaa could have even shut that down be like, now nah, we're not going to actually do this. Um, but with the money that's being generated for from the media and from going to everyone but the players, I think that this is really their balance of scales with sort of stuff. Um, the thing about it is, is that, like you said, without the players, colleges wouldn't even be in a position where they are right now. So I think that going forward with all this that's happening, I think that colleges nowadays is, is just letting everything just go as status quo, where the players at this point is controlling themselves, which is quite frankly what they do. It's weird, but it works right now. It is weird, but it works. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, because if Adrian would say he would, you know, make some voice for the Big 12. <laughs> and West will, Virginia. Their time, their time. Their time. Yeah. And Ace could have a whole episode about it. <laughs> How much it would benefit. Yeah, I don't know what the current contract is for the SEC, but if the Big Ten can get $7 billion, I mean, tell me the SEC can't get seven billion, at least. I'm pretty sure they be they be negotiating like, what can we do right now at this point? Like, are they getting seven billion? I want ten billion because look, exactly. Because exactly. one last time, a Big East, a Big East, a Big Ten team been a national championship <laughs> and won. So. I don't know, but like I said, I guess this is the reason why USC and UCLA, one of the reasons why they jumped shit from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten. I'm pretty sure that when they were coming over here, the Big Ten was probably like, look, we're going to negotiate, we're going to negotiate, and we want to get a lot of money. So if you want some money, come our way. Yeah. The recruiting process is just so amazing. 
not oh, just yeah. for players, but for our colleges as well. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, but outside of that, um, uh, before we go, because we're almost coming up on our time. There's been a lot of talk about a certain dunk by a certain basketball player's son. Now, I saw said dunk. Not impressed. I mean, it was a, it was a good dunk, but not to the, to the level where some people in the media and some people on ESPN, Fox, you know, were talking about it, but your opinion, LeBron James signed a two-year contract, excuse me, signed a two-year contract extension after this year with the Lakers. Not surprising at all. He signed a, basically a one-on-one. So basically, he's really signed for one year. He can opt out after the second year. So you really got him from this year, 2022, 2023, and then 2023-2024. 2024-2025 is up in the year. So his son, his son is could come out by that time and play. So question, Al, did you see said dunk? And if you did, was it as what people are saying? I did see this said dunk. Everything is so like I'm not saying that. Then again, I couldn't hear you. Can you can you hear me? Yep. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm really gonna just be quick about this. Um, I think everything is overblown. I think the dunk was overblown. I think the fact that Ronnie was playing games on ESPN is overblown. I think that for the most part, anybody at this particular point where you're big enough for exploiting more of your son, not saying that LeBron is good. But the fact that Ronnie James is being, at this point, media blown is quite fascinating. Um, I think that there are so many other Suns players out there. There are so many other college players out there that should be a little bit more of a focal point. But because he is LeBron James' son, for whatever reason, he gets a lot of media attention, especially on ESPN. I've seen, game, I've seen schedules of his high school games at the time being um, pushed out there. Here's the bottom line about this thing. Quite frankly, I think that everyone oversells, um, to be honest, whoever that person, whoever Brian James' media outlets, I give them a lot of credit because they put in a lot of it, just whatever it is out there for Brian James. Whenever he comes out into, whether it's the G League or into NBA or whatever college that he goes to, quite frankly, is irrelevant now. Even LeBron James says that he will make that decision on his own. The fact that so many media outlets out there is trying to figure out where he's going to college, to me, is quite common. Um, because, right, quite frankly, I don't really want to know about him. I really don't even care at this stage. But because he is LeBron James' son, everybody else I see, quite frankly, seems to care about him. Me, personally, the dunk was overrated. It was a great dunk. It was a good dunk. But it's not enough for it to be like blown. There's so many kids out there that's dunking on people that can be deemed more dunk worthy than what Bronny James. And so I'm not knocking what he did. It's just the fact that it's just being oversold. And quite frankly, I think that the oversold is going to make people 
it, it's, it's getting to the point where it's becoming a little bit more. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Um, my issue with this is that um, so I think the media is putting too much attention on one dunk. Um, I've always said from the beginning, does the, does the talent warrant the attention? And from what everybody I'm seeing, not necessarily. He was okay, but he's gotten better. They're actually saying that the younger, the, 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 the younger son is going to be taller and a little bit more better. So it could be an issue of, you know, the ball brothers where the older brother was good, but the younger brother was probably a lot more better. And I think that's probably going to be the cases here. Um, for me, I think that, um, I'm not sure if the attention, if the talent wars the intention, but I get that the attention is because of who his dad is. And very rarely do we get great, great transcendent players have kids that live up to the height. Um, you have good players, very good players, um, who play with their sons, and they do live up and overtake the talent, but not always. It's always like a little bit of you're trying to live up to your, you know, your parents' standards, but then you're trying not to be your parents. So it's always going to, it's going to be that. It's going to be like, how do I live up to my dad's standards, but not, but be my own man? And that's going to be the thing that's going to, you know, trouble. Bronny and his and his brother going into you know if they decided to go to the NBA. So I saw the dunk. I saw it a few times. I was like, eh, okay. I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't like the greatest dunk that everybody you know on social media is. But social media, you know, it's a uh, you know it's like a it's like a two minute pop tart. You know, you see it, you bake it, and then it's done in two minutes. So everyone's all happy. But to me. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that I've seen from my eyes the talent, the attention wars the talent. And I think that LeBron James, maybe he wants to play with his son, maybe he doesn't, who knows. But let's just say he wants to play with his son. I think he's going to put such a big bullseye on his son's back if guys in the NBA, they get anybody to believe that he is good, but not good enough to be in the, to be in the NBA, but he gotten there just because it's that and it's going to be like the you know you know Lonzo Ball where you're going to have guys coming at him hard and yeah LeBron James is going to be on the court to try to defend it but dude you got to let your son eat. you got to let your son you know you got to let him you know defend himself or not defend himself you can't fight all his battles at the end of the day he's going to have to live it up to it I don't know it's like my thing is, yes, you can play with your son. And there's been a lot of players through all sports that play with their kids. But has anybody who's been of LeBron James stature play with their kids? And you're already putting a big target on the kid's back. And when he gets in there, it's going to be a lot of kids. It's going to be guys going to be like, yo, I had to bust my behind. And this guy gets in, and I know I'm better than him because his dad. No, I'm coming at him every day. 
you're putting a sign on his back when if he gets into the NBA. But if he does, it's going to be a big bullseye on his back that everybody's going to come at him. And he, who knows? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't because LeBron James is on the court. But guess what, LeBron James? You're going to be older. A lot of younger cats are going to be like, I can take you. And they are going to take you. So, I mean, it's like, do you want to play with your son? Sure. But should you? I don't know. No, I agree with you. I, to be honest, I, I just think that overall, this is like, we'll see what time, what, he, what he's capable of, especially in NBA or even if he goes out. The point I'm making is that we'll see what this is. I just, me personally, I just find that the overhype sometimes, like, you know, just take, just pump the brake just a little. Let him grow and do his own thing without alcohol. See where he is, see how he develops uh, without actually being there with cameras each time that he does any That's where I'm. Um, I think that the focus needs to just be a little bit off of him so that he can develop it without all this media hype. I agree. And if there's teams out there looking to sign, you know, look, you know, Brian James is to get LeBron James. You're not going to get to LeBron James from 10 years ago. You're going to get to LeBron James three years from now. He's not going to be the same player he was 10 years ago. So you're going to get an aging star. He's not that guy. And look, and to be honest, that's one of the reasons why it goes back to what you were saying. You got to like if Brian's going to be his own man, you shouldn't have to have dad be on the same team. Like, that's just, I mean, I get it. It's something that LeBron may, you know, may want. I don't know. Who's to say that Ronnie may not, you know, may want something different. I'm just saying that it's always about he may want to be his own man to the point where he doesn't want to, like, that, or be confined to the fact that wherever he goes with that. Like, some kids may not like that. So I think that the fact that that is, what he's trying to accomplish. You know, I hope he had that conversation with his son and his son. That's all. And not just thinking that from the father, like, that's not going from not, it may not be his, you know what I'm saying? That's Granted, and if I'm a, a player on a team that, let's just hypothetically, LeBron James, Bronny James goes to the NBA draft and he gets picked by whatever team and then LeBron James comes to that team I'm not going to really take him seriously because I'm thinking to myself the only reason why the team drafted you because they knew that if they drafted you they can get LeBron I'm not going to take you seriously I don't think you're that good and I'm going to come at you and practice hard and if your dad sits there and tries to defend you I'm going to come at you harder that's and quite frankly, if I think if the hype wasn't there, I'm just wondering how that where can you actually play around with the same That's where 
I agree. I mean, the fact that he's more on ESPN than some of these other players still like Jackson, um, that's on, that they may be above um, in ranking or whatever the case may be. But yet he gets all the media attention. He gets all the games that's being ESPN, ESPN too. Um, it's I find it like I find that kind of time. Yeah, there's other ranked players that may be much more better than him, but yet won't get that type of attention because of who their who their father, whatever the case is. That's what I'm I agree. That's like I said. Can you play with your son? Sure. Should you? It's a different, it's a whole different story. All right, man. Well, we are up on our time, way over our time. So uh at this particular point, we're just going to just uh, get ready to close shop. So, Al, let them know where they can find you at. All right, you can find me on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, or the gram at J.E. Ross, the number seven. Um, so, for everybody out there, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening to us. Um, and we will be back next bat time next bat channel next thursday yep